Hi, I'm Katrina Ingram. Welcome to Back to School Again, the show for midlife learners. This season, we're pleased to partner with Athabasca University as we take our show production fully online. Athabasca University is celebrating 50 years as Canada's online university. On this show, we talk with midlife learners about their educational journeys, sharing their stories about how they are balancing the demands of school, work, and family, and where they hope their educational pursuits will take them. My guest today is Gabriel Wilhelm. He's about to start an online MBA program after recently completing a Bachelor's in Human Resources and Labor Relations with Athabasca University. Gabriel is an HR specialist and most recently was a recruiter for a large tire distributor. Prior to that, he worked with a recruitment agency where he worked with a variety of clients in various industries to find the right candidates for their needs and to optimize their workforce talent management strategies. Welcome to the podcast, Gabriel. Thank you, Katrina. It's truly an honor to be here. (laughs) Fantastic. So we have a few things in common. I did a business undergrad many years ago, and you're about to go to business school this fall. And I also worked in recruitment for a year at a company that specialized in finding talent in the cannabis industry. And my boss held the exact same degree that you have, the Bachelor of Human Resources and Labor Relations from Athabasca University. So I feel like we have a a lot to chat about here. But before we get into all of that, I just want to go back a bit and talk about how you decided to enroll at Athabasca University. Can you take us back to that time and share a bit about what was going on in your life? Sure. So a little bit about myself. I originally went to a brick and mortar college to do my first two years for a diploma. And then I ended up getting in the workforce at the time I was working in inventory management and customer service roles in wholesaling. And eventually I found a job as a manager for a startup delivery company and I was facing various personnel management issues. So I figured uh, if I was to go back to school, I think HR would be a great topic. I was able to take courses that were very relatable to my position at the time in areas such as occupational health and safety, employment law and recruitment. Interesting. And so you were you were working, you're out there in, in the work world. Um, and you mentioned in your questionnaire that you decided to start with an open studies um, program. So I was a bit curious about that. Um, what brought you specifically to Athabasca? Was it the online uh, learning component? And then also why open studies? Why did you choose that route to go down initially? Yes, well, originally, I just wanted to get my feet wet to try it out. I already had a two-year diploma, so I wasn't 100% gung-ho committed to obtaining a bachelor's degree with the remaining courses. Um, So, yeah, getting one course at a time, I believe I started with occupational health and safety. I saw it more of just continuing education. Uh, But after I really enjoyed that course, I decided to continue and do the remaining senior electives to obtain my degree. And one benefit with Athabasca is they're very flexible. At the time, since I was working for a delivery company, our hours of operation were from anywhere from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week. Um, So trying to get a schedule with a traditional brick and mortar university or college would have been very difficult as no two weeks were ever the same schedule wise for me. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, when you're in a role that requires a lot of flexibility, sometimes it's hard to kind of fit into whatever a traditional brick and mortar offering might have. So that's fantastic. Um, so I'm kind of curious, you you said you didn't want to make that commitment at first. And I totally understand that I actually went through a two year program initially myself before making the commitment to go into a bachelor's degree. What was it that made you decide? Yeah, I think I'm going to stick around for another couple of years and, and do this whole degree. What was that defining moment like for you? 
I think that's the defining moment was um, after my first two courses, I really had awesome feedback with Adabasque University. The tutor support was really great. But when I entered, I wasn't sure if it'd be uh, like an online platform such as an EDX Coursera, but it's completely different. It really felt very authentic and genuine. So that was a big reason as to why I went back and continued my studies. Great. And tell us a little bit about this uh, degree, the BHRLR degree itself. What were the highlights for you? Um, for example, were there particular courses that stood out? Were there instructors that you enjoyed working with? What was that like for you? The quality of faculty was excellent. One of my favorite courses I felt was very beneficial to me was employment law. And one of my instructor for that course himself is a practicing lawyer with a law degree, of course. So getting that type of feedback and help when it came to my assignments, um, the program was very uh, heavy in the theory and writing which was totally different than my first two years in college, which are more group projects and tests. So being able to focus in that area and try to have a different learning approach made me feel a lot more well-rounded as a student, especially with the sociology courses um, that I was required to take as part of my degree. At first, I kind of brushed it off. I was like, oh, I don't need sociology. What's this going to help me out? But I really felt that the research methods made me feel more complete as a student. And I was even able to write a bit of a thesis. So, yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, OK, tell me a bit about your thesis. What did you write about? Uh, I can't speak about it on the <laughs> interview, I'm afraid. <laughs> OK. Well, not politically correct nowadays. <laughs> Okay, I won't ask about that. But I will comment on the employment law. I think that is something that is incredibly useful um, in the workforce. And it's so applicable to so many scenarios. So I'm, I'm sure there, you received a lot of value from that. Um, I'm wondering about balancing work and school. So you mentioned that you're you're working, you've got this very busy, demanding schedule, you're also doing your school online. What kind of strategies did you have to make that work for you? Um, one suggestion I'd have for any prospective students is to maybe try out a course that's a little bit more structured with quizzes. If you have a very open course, such as a sociology uh, course with heavy writing and reading, I would suggest to do that at the end of your program. Great. And were there any particular kind of micro strategies that you use? Like, for example, did you have a particular time of day that you thought this is the best time for me to study? So I set aside these hours. Was there anything like that that you had um, structured into your workflow? Yes, I found that uh, after work, when I got home, that would typically be the best time. And uh, on my days off, I would just fully commit to structuring myself, but not overdoing it. It's it's not healthy to stare in front of a screen all day. Um, <laughs> and so alternating between the hard copy books that Adabasca would provide, as well as the research through the libraries online, uh, balancing them out is definitely a good strategy. I'm curious about the other folks in your program. Um, was it mostly students like yourself who were also working? Uh, did you get to know other people, given that you were all studying online? What was the experience like? Well, with Alabasca University, they do have local meetups in Edmonton and Calgary. And typically, there'd be one or two people in my program, or they were doing open studies. Maybe they were a student at another school, taking a few Alabasca courses, or perhaps they were doing a shorter certificate program. Uh, but it was still good to meet a variety of different people at the meetups uh, throughout Edmonton and get to learn a little bit about their programs as well. Oh, that's really cool. So you actually got to meet up live in person. Uh, yes, I had to work on my time management at first. Um, it's very easy to get carried away and forget about your studies if you're just only doing one course at a time and casually. But eventually I was able to modify my schedule, be a little 
bit more focus and then get my research and writing done in the appropriate fashion. Yeah, time management is super crucial, isn't it? When you're uh, when you're doing things on your own, I found that as well. Well, let's shift gears a tiny bit. Let's talk about recruiting. Um, so my experience in recruitment was in the cannabis industry. It was super crazy. Um, it was just an intense time. And, but I get the sense that recruitment itself is this really fast-paced industry, even beyond the cannabis industry. How would you characterize the recruitment industry and what do you love about it? Um, so I actually started off as an agency recruiter. Now, prior to joining an agency, I did do some recruiting and interviewing in some previous roles, but it was not high volume. It was, oh, Joe, the driver quit. We need to find a new driver. And then that would be that. Uh, but working at an agency, if anyone's interested in getting in that field, I would compare it almost to being a bounty hunter. Um, so it's you up against the world and possibly other agencies to retain your client and get new business. So you have to make sure you find the right candidate, ideally ahead of time before the job posting is even there. So you can fill your client's requirements. <laughs> I love that description of the bounty hunter. That totally resonates with me because I, I kind of felt the, the same way. We were a recruitment agency in the cannabis industry. So that that resonates. And and so what would be the difference about working in-house? Was it a little less intense? Yes, uh, it was a nine day difference. It kind of felt like uh, when I went over it in-house that I was retired or went down to a part-time job. I wasn't working 60 hours anymore and wasn't kind of used to the 40 hour <laughs> work week. Uh, so the place I was working was really excellent. It came to work-life balance. And um, when it came to filling management roles, we wanted to take our time to make sure we have the right candidates. I was recruiting in very rural markets, so being able to find people that would move out there from larger cities or um, flipping over every stone to find the right candidates in those small markets was imperative, but we wanted to make sure we had the right fit as opposed to an agency where you're more rushed and um, the world's against you time-wise. Now, um, even prior to COVID, were you using technology like Zoom, like online video interviews, or, or how did you actually conduct your work in recruitment? Yes, yeah, so I was able to work remotely. I still had the option of going in for an office and socializing, which I greatly enjoyed. My office was pretty close to my house, so that wasn't an issue. But uh, yeah, we definitely integrated phone calls, um, various um, Zoom and MS Teams and uh, Skype for a while, too, for video calling. And, and tell me a bit about how your schoolwork at Athabasca, because you're doing a degree in HR, um, fed into the work that you were doing in your job. Um, how did that all come together for you? Yes. So one course I greatly enjoyed at Athabasca was a recruitment and selection. So the methodologies and approaches and interview questions that I had learned in the course itself were very helpful. And I was able to keep those templates and use that uh, towards being an agency recruiter, followed by being an in-house recruiter. Fantastic. Now, we also talked a bit about some of the other courses that you took, like employment law. And I imagine that you were called upon to deal with uh, various personnel issues. Without divulging anything too sensitive, do you have any stories about how you were able to apply your learning or theory to help solve real-world HR problems on the job? Uh, yes. So when I was uh, an agency recruiter, we'd get all kinds of candidates that start off great, then turn out to be terrible. Um, so this involved mutinies against the client managers I had to deal with, <laughs> uh, various workers' compensation claims, some a little bit more dubious than others, and uh, people being terminated, and then 
throwing a fuss with what they interpreted as be employment law. So those uh, courses I took in WCB, health and safety and employment law were definitely great, as was um, mediating and negotiating with uh, candidates on various issues. Super. Yeah, I imagine there's there's a whole bunch of issues that can happen uh, in HR and personnel that are, are super interesting mm-hmm. to unpack. But we'll stop there um, because I know you're going back to school again this fall and you're going to be taking an MBA mm-hmm. program. Can you tell us a bit more about that program? Yes. So originally I was motivated to do an online MBA pre-COVID. The employer I was working at was supposed to have sponsored part of my studies. Um, but then COVID-19 happened and I'm no longer there as, as most of my department. We were like, go. It's not too much of a call for recruiters at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I decided to go through with the program. It's that called IE Business Schools. It's one of the top rank programs in the world for blended studies. So moving into a different role with a company, perhaps in corporate strategy or in-house consulting is something I've always had an eye on. And I feel that this program will help me move it towards that direction. The corporate strategy, what is it about that that interests you in particular? I've always considered myself to be a problem solver. And I think uh, being very well-rounded, having worked in many functions prior to recruitment, whether that was digital marketing, e-commerce, inventory management, distribution, as well as sales, I think um, eventually moving up into the C-suite is how I see my career progressing one day. Right. Now, because everything has gone online and you've done an entire bachelor's degree online at Athabasca, do you think that gives you an advantage in any way? How, how has that experience prepared you for what's going to happen now with your MBA? Yes, I think I'm able to, even though it's been a few years since my program finished that Athabasca, I think the momentum I had built and the time management strategies to set up some time for my studies as well as my research capabilities would give me a huge advantage as opposed to students that may have only ever done a brick and mortar institution. Yeah, it's quite a different environment and it it does seem like you would be um, at an advantage that way. So that's fantastic. Um, I just want to shift gears a little bit more. So on the personal front, you mentioned that you're married. What does your spouse think about your ongoing academic journey and have you been able to make this work as a couple? Yes, she's 100% fully supporting of uh, me pursuing an MBA. And if there was ever a year to do an online MBA, this would certainly be the year. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Now, what's been the most positive thing for you about this whole experience of going back to school so far? Um, Well, preparing for my schooling, I had to study for the GRE and GMAT. I eventually decided to do an in-house test with the um, school that I decided to select. And I think uh, just getting back, hitting the books and preparing for those tests really uh, gave me a niche to go back to school and be successful. Oh, and how was the GMAT? I always thought about writing the GMAT, but I never mm-hmm. did. Um, what was it like for you? Was it completely anxiety inducing or did you find it pretty uh, reasonable? Well, my situation has a bit of an asterisk. So the school I decided to go to, they have their own internal GMAT. So it's not the official one, but it was actually uh, really interesting. They had a few modifications, a few that came out of less field that I didn't prepare for, including uh, an email module on how to... Um, <laughs> use time management approach uh, when you have tight deadlines to go through your emails and prioritize them. So that was a little bit of a less feel. I don't think the official GMAT has that. But um, yeah, the quant and the writing and the essays were all very interesting. That is interesting. Wow. That's a sign of our times when there's an email module in the GMAT. We're going to wrap things up now. I'm just wondering about anything surprising that happened to you on this whole back to school journey. 
Was there anything surprising that you want to share? Uh, not so much surprising, but the school I decided to go with, originally they had given me a scholarship to cover around 30% of my tuition. Um, but after losing my employment due to COVID, they were able to uh, double that. So that was a very nice, pleasant surprise. And I have uh, hopefully a few more scholarships coming in. Hey, that's a nice surprise. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to share um, with our listeners, many of whom are, are probably thinking about potentially going back to school themselves? Any advice for them? Um, well, specifically when it comes to Athabasca, I would, uh, if they're a full-time student, they should definitely look at taking courses. I had several friends that uh, while in university, they would take one or two Athabasca courses during a full-time semester or during um, summer studies or even gap year studies, which would keep the momentum going and they would uh, graduate faster that way. Fantastic. Well, Gabriel, I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. The image of the recruiter as bounty hunter. That's one of my takeaways from my talk with Gabriel. I can just see him tracking down the right person for the job. My former boss, who I mentioned, also holds a Bachelor of Human Resources and Labor Relations from Athabasca University. She was an incredible bounty hunter and HR expert. She had such a well-rounded skill set which leads me to believe this degree offers a really solid grounding for aspiring HR leaders. I love how Gabriel shared exactly how he was able to apply the skills that he was learning directly to his job. He was adding value to his employers while doing this degree. I imagine those real life challenges also helped him in the classroom. That's something I found while doing my degree. Your work-life experiences can fuel your theoretical education and vice versa. Gabriel's time spent learning about how to be a successful online learner will serve him well as his MBA program moves fully online this fall. That's our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Athabasca University, for generously supporting the show. You can find out more about their many educational offerings at athabascau.ca. If you like the show, please give us a rating. It helps other people connect to us. You can reach me at backtoschoolagain.ca or at schoolagainpod on all the usual social channels. I'd love to hear your story. Back to School Again was recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional homelands of First Nations and Métis people. Special thanks to our talented technical producer, Corey Stroder. Back to School Again is proud to be affiliated with the Alberta Podcast Network. Find out more at albertapodcastnetwork.com. See you next time.